Hello and welcome to the Supersize Phys Ed Podcast. I'm Dave and you already know who I am, so I'm not going to keep going and to tell you about other stuff that I'm kindergarten to fifth grade and I live in Fort Myers, Florida and I teach in Fort Myers, Florida, but you already knew that, I hope, if you've been here. If not, welcome. If, you, if this is your first time listening, I do appreciate it. I know I say appreciate a lot, but I do appreciate it. And I am glad you are here. So I want to continue these little tips and tricks that I've learned over nine years of teaching here in PE and also 10 years in the classroom. So my nine years have included, um, I counted, 14 paras. I've had 14 different paras in nine years, and that's a lot. So how do you deal with them? How do you deal with paras? It's not easy. But I'm going to do a boomer. We'll make this a boomer day because I sometimes just, I need the booms. I need the boomers. That sounds weird. But a boomer goes like this. And maybe it's a little bit annoying. I know. But I just, between the cowbells and the boomers, I just, that's my thing. I need it. So anyways, the first boomer, how to deal with paras. Now, first of all, dealing with paras is not always easy because... In my case, I have three paras. Now, this year, I have two. That's a whole other COVID weird thing. But three paras. And, you know, you're, I'm a manager. I'm not, I, I'm not just a, a PE teacher. I'm a manager of people, like adults. And to some people, especially maybe if you're younger than the paras and you're coming into a new program and they're already there, established, it's not easy. I, trust me, it's not easy. This happened my first year. I had three pairs that had been there the year before, and actually a couple of years, some of them, and they had different opinions on what the program should look like, and and I was like, uh, no, this is my program, sorry, but I wasn't like a jerk or anything, but you know, we butted heads at times, and we also got along great at times. But my point is, it's not always easy dealing with paras because you know, again, different personalities. There's a lot of turnover. They don't make a ton of money, at least in here, they don't make a lot of money. And, you know, how do you manage them? So let's go to the first boomer. Here it is. So number one is be involved in the hiring process. Now, I know that's a scary thing. And you're, you may have never asked your principal to do that. It took me a couple of years to get up the nerve to ask my principal if I can be involved in the hiring process. And um, if you don't ask, you don't get so I asked, and she said, sure. And it was kind of an easy yes, because I'm the one who has to live with them out here. Uh, we're basically in our own little island, our own office, four of us all day long. And I want to make sure it's somebody I, I'm compatible with and that will you know, we'll do well for, you know, in this group, this mix, this team. So if you can be involved in the hiring process, I think it's very important because you know, you you want somebody. There's there's a lot of people, great people out there, qualified, but you want that certain personality and knowledge and expertise, and or maybe just you want somebody that do a good job with kids and loves to work with kids. But either way, being involved, being in the room when they hire somebody or when they're doing the interviews is key, and that is number one. All right, number two is get to know them on a personal basis. At first, again, my first year was really tough. You know, I, I, I maybe I came in the wrong way. Maybe I came in too, um, I don't know, naive or not sure what to do. And um, I, I think getting to know the paras on a personal level, I'm not saying you have to go over there for Sunday dinner, but 
get to know their, about their families, their backgrounds, where they're from, what they like. Um, I currently play fantasy football with one of my former paras and, you know, things like that. I've gone golfing with my paras or former paras. Um, and I know not everybody's a golfer, but try to get to know them on a personal, personal level. And, and then, you know, that's something you talk about, you know, I talk about just football or talk about your, you know, baseball team or whatever, or your, you know, who you like and, you know, their favorite players and, and just something. And if they're not into that, that's fine too. Just get to know them, you know, again, where they're from, their families, um, things like that. I think that's a way to go and and not just, you know, treat them as hired help because they're, you know, they're, you're in this together. You're, you're an island, you're a family and you need to know um, their likes and dislikes. So that is number two, get to know them on a personal level. Number three, play to their strengths. So there's a lot of things I'm not good at, and I'll, I'll admit it to my students. I'll admit it to the paras. There are some things I am just not good at. I tell them that I've never, well, as a, as a kid, I didn't play a lot of basketball. I don't say never. We just didn't play a lot of basketball. We played a lot of hockey, football, baseball, kickball, weird random games we made up, but I didn't play a lot of basketball. So I've had a few paras, especially recently, that have played and actually even coached basketball. So why wouldn't I put them, you know, with the basketball unit? Now, sometimes we we flip-flop around or we rotate around. So, you know, I'll teach some basketball as well. But why not play to their strengths? That's what they enjoy. That's what they're good at. I'm clearly not good at basketball. So allow them to do their thing. And that helps them shine. That helps them, you know, keep a good attitude because it's something they like to do. But it, it's not always going to work out that way. But there's other things too. I'm not. I'm, I'm horrible at hula hooping. I don't know why I can't get it going. And I would say yet I will get it going someday soon. But one of my parents was really good at hula hooping. So guess what? They became the the resident hula hooping uh, person, whatever um, para. And even administrative roles, which we'll kind of talk about in the next um, boomer. If somebody's really good at keeping organized or and that's not a bad thing. That's not demean, uh, demeaning. I'm just saying if they're really good at uh, keeping the books on certain things or um, just keeping, well, me organized or, or just us in general, that's a good thing. And so, you know, play to their strengths. I'm not saying that's all they do all day long is, is write emails and, and uh, you know, that kind of thing, collect money or something. But, you know, play to their strengths. And that is number three. Number four is deputize them. There, I've talked to a, quite a few paras that, or sorry, quite a few PE teachers that say, well, my paras don't want to do anything. They just want to stand there. And so I'll do a big, like I'll teach the whole group and I'll just kind of, you know, supervise. And I tell them, give them jobs, like deputize them, give them something to do. Like this is your job. And not in a bad way, not in a mean way, but just say, hey, I noticed you're really good at this. Can you please do this every day? I'll give you some examples. Um, like I said on the last Boomer, if somebody's really good at administrative stuff, give them those jobs. Every year when we do, well, it's called the, what, Kids Heart Challenge now, but Jump Rope for Heart, and we'd collect money, I was hardly ever in that process. I give that to a coach or two that's really good at um, spreadsheets and organizing and just all that stuff. And and I'm not saying they love it, but I... <laughs> You know, they're better at that than I am, and I appreciate their help with it, and they know it. And, of course, I, I will help if I need to, but 
Um, they know I have a ton of stuff going on. So give them the jobs, like deputize them and say, hey, I need you to be in charge of the money. I need you to be in charge of this. Um, one of the kind of ongoing things is that the new para, whenever there's turnover, has to get the ice every, in the morning. Like the, we have two buckets, like huge coolers. Um, we fill up with ice and water for extra drinks, uh, um, kids refilling their water bottles. And also if there's a minor injury and somebody needs some ice. So that's like the, the new, the newbie is always the, the one that gets the ice in the morning, but deputize them and say, Hey, I need you to do this. And, or even as a greeter can say, Hey, can you please, every time a class comes in, you be the greeter, have them, you know, sit on their dots or spots or whatever, and give them jobs to do. Don't just say, well, the perils won't do anything, you know, ask them and say, and also tell them, say, Hey, I need you to do this. Can you please do this for me? And um, you'll be surprised. They'll, they'll rise to the occasion. So that is number four. Deputize them. Number five is take charge. Now, this is kind of goes a little counterintuitive to some of the other ones I said, but it is your program. And like I said, my first year was probably the toughest with my paras. And they're good people. I get along with them great now. But it was hard at first. It was really, really hard at first. But, you know, it, ultimately, it's your program. You have a vision for your program, and they need to be on board with it. Now, I'm not saying be a dictator, um, don't be mean, you know, be kind, but it is your program. And, you know, like I said, I've had 14 paras in nine years. There's always turnover. And so, you know, paras are going to come and go, and I, I don't want that, but that's the reality. Paras come and go. And if, but if you're, you are in it for the long haul, it's your program. So they need to get on board with your vision of the program. And so, you know, you need to take charge and say, Hey, this is, you know, this is what I, you know, I appreciate your input, take their input. And if they have some great ideas for games, be like, yeah, Hey, why don't you go ahead run it, you know, try it out. What's the, what's the, what's the harm in it? You know, we see our kids at least three times a week. So if, if one lesson goes wrong because they experimented that that's okay. You know, you know, be kind, but also know that it's your program and let them know that it's your program. It's yours and you're going to be here for a while. So, um, again, in a nice way, they need to get on board. So take charge of your program. That is number five. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. I do appreciate it. And hopefully this will give you a little help on um dealing with paras. I know it doesn't sound, it sounds like a bad thing, but it's not. I've had some great paras over the years. Um, I've had some that have been harder to work with than others. I've had some that have been fantastic and I, I wish they wouldn't have left so soon. But ultimately, you need to figure out a way to um, manage your paras and hopefully this helps. So if you have any questions, contact me at supersizephyzed.com for more information. And if this helps you at all, please leave a review, hopefully a five-star review. Just click on that link. It'll take you like two seconds, and it'll really help out me and my other group of people with Around the Horn getting the word out on quality phys ed. Hopefully, it's quality. I think it's quality. So anyways, have a great day, PE Nation. You guys and girls are awesome. Take care, and let's keep pushing the profession forward.